This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. Got one of my old buddies, Bill Kennedy, on today. And, Bill, I think that you have had more drive than anybody I have ever known as far as once you get your mind made up and you see something that you feel like is worthwhile, you'll attack just like a tiger. I mean... I remember when we had the school resource officer program, and and uh, you were my first choice, of course, for Oakland. Oakland was having a little bit of a management problem over there. Not the principal, but you know how kids can kind of uh, get out of control a little bit, and uh, you saw it firsthand. And um, when you went over there, I never worried about you one bit because – you had everything it took to make a change in the pecking order at Oakland. And it wasn't long before you had it done. And then you were, uh, we had you over the school resource officer program. And you were so dedicated into making it the best program in the United States that you actually did it. And, and those type of... Uh, uh, situations that are new and they have to be almost a perfect situation to make it work exactly right um you you did it in such an outstanding manner that uh you were pretty much um awarded the the national officer uh, 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 of the year and and then uh, everybody followed suit which is a great honor in something like that that means so much to a community to keep their um, not only the, their community safe but especially their schools safe. And uh, I, I have to commend you on that, even though you are from Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, Truman, I, I appreciate all that that you just said. I, but I, we surrounded ourselves with amazing people. Yeah, and that was probably the most important thing is finding the best talent out there and just allowing them to to use their talents to the best of their abilities you know before the program we talked about that about yeah. uh, allowing people to do what's best for them and for the organization and we did we found amazing officers and allowed them to do their work and that's that's the reason why we were so successful so. yeah now, uh, before we stay on that subject, you've got a proclamation, an award with you. Oh, yeah. Now, tell me about that. Well, I, it's, it's really an honor. Um, 
and I've never I've not seen this done before. It, it may have been done prior to this, but uh, uh, Senator Mark Pody and Representative um, Boyd from Lebanon mm -hmm. uh, honored the retirees, the latest retirees up there. There was three from Lebanon PD and one from the sheriff's office up there in, in Wilson County. Mm -hmm. And they put a proclamation together to, talking about how uh, how in our retirement they they mentioned several things that uh, um, we did throughout our careers and you know and then it's also signed not only by um, Clark Boyd and Mark Pody but also Senator Shane Reeves and uh, Governor Bill Lee yeah and um, and speaker as well. I'm glad Shane signed out since he's from. Our community. That's right. And he remembers all that. That's right. He he signed it as well, and now and that was a a great honor to kind of end my career on and have an opportunity to thank them and thank the community for allowing me to serve. Tell me, in today's world, how does that affect you mentally and emotionally to have uh, elected officials reach out and and um, thank you for doing. In, in a lot of places, it's a thankless job. It is. <laughs> but but uh, uh, one of these days, um, it'll be kind of like what happened in Vietnam. Uh, they tur everybody turned their back on their soldiers, and uh, that was that's been happening here for whatever crazy reason. But uh, one of these days, those things are going to change, and they will. Uh, think back and said how lucky we were to have those guys out there protecting us every day. Oh, I know, and and I feel, <laughs> you know, I am so thankful. I had 30 years of great experiences in law enforcement, and you know, the brothers and sisters that I left behind in Lebanon, and of course in Rutherford County when I when I worked there was, you know, they're on those they're still on that battlefield. And, yeah. And they're still every day going to work, trying to protect and serve the community, and. Um, I know you and I know how hard that job is, and yeah. I, just to be appreciated um, felt pretty good, especially by our representatives and our senators and those who uh, make the legislation. So, well, you have your everybody has their bad days when they um, maybe don't have the right attitude or whatever that day, but there's something about knowing that you're out there doing a service that's needed in, in the community, that when you get home, you can kind of feel pretty good about yourself because you get to meet different people every day and uh, you become a, a support system for pretty much everybody's lives uh, in that community that you serve. Oh, yes. I, you know, the, the best job that I ever had and I'll tell everybody this: that was it's a school resource officer job, and then because yeah. you felt appreciated every day. Those kids and parents and administrators and teachers, they love their school resource officers. We were there to protect and serve them on a daily basis, and you got to know them, um, you know, personally. You knew mm -hmm. the families, and you knew their situations, and you knew, and they loved you. And of course, it, you know, our patrol officers don't always get that. Yeah, you know, it's it's. Uh, you're in a car for 10, 12 hours a day, and most of the time, you the the most some of the contact you, you most positive contact you have is going through a neighborhood and waving at the kids and waving at the at the parents. But uh, you know, it's those times where, 
like uh, when I was in Lebanon, I had an opportunity to uh, actually save three people's lives and and was awarded for that. And that, what was that? I, I remember a little bit of it. Uh, all three times it, it, it was in well, the first time was an elderly lady. The second time was a a uh, gentleman who had gotten so intoxicated that he had quit breathing. And the mm -hmm. third time was another gentleman who um, I was able to bring back to life with uh, with an AED. And yeah. so I was able, you know, it's those times where you're the, you're the first on the scene and you're the first opportunity to perhaps save that person's life. And did, did, did you have defibrillators in your cars we, at that time? We did, yeah. That, that's an amazing thing. That, and it was so smart. It, you know, that program, that AED uh, program was brilliant. And because literally we are the first people, law enforcement is the first yeah, first person on that scene, and be, having that tool available to you to be able to possibly bring somebody back to life, just because you, because every second counts, and yeah. the more minutes that they're that they're not getting oxygen, the more uh, that their hearts in defibrillation, the, the less chance that they have to survive. So, yeah. so twice I've been able to put that on individuals. One time that it did shock and brought that individual back to life and it's an amazing tool so you know those those administrators and that program is it was brilliant just smart for 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 our communities law enforcement's come a long way because oh yeah um i remember back in the old days we had very little training mm -hmm. during that time and and, and so later on we did were were able to finally have the complete training uh, that covered almost every type of situation, but now uh, the officers are just uh, when when they respond, first responders, they can handle almost everything, which is unbelievable. It is, and they never get the credit for it. That's true, because we got because we're behind the scenes. We're the yeah. first one there, and of course, the after the report, the last one to leave, and. Um, it's it's amazing the training that we that we're able to get and yeah. uh, you know and that goes a lot to legislation and to our legislators and because uh, I know Bill Lee right now is uh, it's gone from 40 hours to 60 hours and possibly 80 hours worth of training every year and that's mm -hmm. and that's the minimal amount of training that doesn't include the specialized training in which like if you want to be a detective or a school resource officer or a canine officer all the special trainings that they have. And you can't imagine how often that our officers throughout the state and the country are training. And yeah. you know, and you know, just like for active shooter, you you got to you got to train. And it's not something that just comes to you. It's 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 something you have to learn. So, and and the relationship goes two ways because the officers go out and. They want to know the people out there that they're protecting. So they'll strike up conversations with them almost in every community uh, in Rutherford County and all the cities uh, there are w within. And uh, the friendships that you're able to uh, have and the relationships make your job so much easier because once you've got that, you're you're getting information back from them that they normally would not give mm -hmm. uh, an officer, uh, and I th I think that 
probably more than anything else, the relationships are stronger now than they have ever been as far as the officer uh, uh, citizen relationship. It, it's what it's supposed to be. And, and if, if, if the, the people who are what I consider troublemakers would, would stay out of what's happening in, in the neighborhoods, they would be so much better. And, and uh, sometimes those people don't want a relationship between the officers. Mm-hmm. And, and I was talking to one of my favorite people this morning. Uh, I guess I don't shouldn't give his name, but uh, uh, we were talking about some of these neighborhoods that have problems, and usually it's not the people who live there that are uh, the ones that are causing the problems. It's people who come from outside their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's just, it's very difficult for them, especially people that are massed together in projects and things like that. I have seen it. And and those people are some of the nicest people you'll ever run into, but they become victims in their own neighborhoods. And um, those people want law enforcement there. They really do. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish we had um, more attention spent over there because, as, as far as I'm concerned, everybody is equal, uh, but a lot of people do not get the attention that they deserve mm-hmm. to, to make their lives better. Oh, I agree. I, we would have uh, people, young, especially young people from Nashville, yeah. who would come down here and recruit and cause trouble and... The, the vast majority of our problems was these these adults mm-hmm. coming down here to find young people to to put themselves in positions of of trouble and, yeah and that happened quite a bit and it's happening all over Rutherford County and Murfreesboro is that people from outside will, will come here and I can remember um, when we had the problems with um, a, a certain group here that Memphis people from Memphis were coming here to recruit some of our uh, our young Laotians mm-hmm. and uh, putting themselves in, in positions where they were getting in trouble. Yeah. So. And the Laotian problem, and there's some of the nicest people, smartest people you'll ever run into. Oh yeah, they are. Uh, uh, you know, when they first started coming over here, uh, the language. Uh, was a big problem back in because the young people were becoming more aware of our language here while the older people, for whatever reason, didn't have the opportunity. And it caused a a problem sometimes in the family, which I thought was, you know, that's something that, you know, we've got to work on. But we had some great people that would uh, uh, be here and and I, I got to meet uh, uh, some of them back years ago, and I just absolutely just loved them to death. Oh, I yeah. mean, they were they were just really uh, very bright, smart people. Oh yeah, I I don't know if you remember this, Truman, but uh, it was when we first started the school resource officer program. Um, we were having that problem, people from Memphis and Nashville coming mm-hmm. here to recruit our young Laotians and. We actually met at First Baptist Church with the Laotian elders, mm-hmm. and after we met with them and talked to them about it, a lot of that went away, and they took care of their own situation, took care of their own um, problems about keeping 
those uh, from Nashville and Memphis out of here. So mm-hmm. that was a that was a real breakthrough for us at that time. Yeah, we were the gang problem started uh, uh, becoming part of the community pretty much everywhere. Yeah, and and the young people they have to have mentors to, and positive mentors to get to the uh, 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 maybe the uh, area where they feel comfortable and feel safe. I mean, when intimidation becomes part of the uh, recruiting uh, uh, system that they had, that's, that's, that's very difficult to overcome. It was. You're absolutely right. Now, you're in another situation now. <laughs> What's that? You, you are taking care of young kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, how is your experience with being a school resource officer filtered over into child care? Because you've done a great job with it. Of course, you, uh, your sweet wife, she she is uh, the mastermind, I guess you she might is. say. That's right. Melissa's the, the brains of the operation. Yeah. No about that. Yeah. Tell me about that. I've, I've had you on before, and uh, it, for some reason, when I'm picturing you, it just doesn't seem to compute because I can see you uh, lifting a 250-pound linebacker and putting them up against the wall. But you can't do that with these little bitty kids. No, you, you can't do that. You got you got to love and, and and pet on them. Yeah. But uh, you know, if I'll, you know, I truly do have a, a I guess a, a a heart and a gift for children. Yeah. You know, I went to college to become a teacher and a coach and accidentally fell into law enforcement. And then, you know, through the school resource officer program, I was able to get back into the schools and being around young people. And then, of course, you know, I, I through the the sheriff's office, we had uh, um, like a police athletic league, we called SAFE, the Sheriff's mm-hmm. Athletic Fellowship and Enrichment Program, that I was able to start a wrestling program. We had over 200 kids in, involved in that. and Very successful, too. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And, you know, and so I, I do have a heart for kids. And, of course, when my wife came to me with this idea, I was kind of skeptical, skeptical at first. But, man, she was it was just a brilliant idea that she had. And it also gives us an opportunity to be with each other more often. And, mm-hmm. and so it, it, it works all the way around. And so, you know, Melissa does all the the, the heavy work and all all she does tells me what to do and then i go do it so yeah (laughs) now what is the heavy work though see um i can i i had a great relationship with my kids because i used to love to read to them and Mm -hmm. show them how to play ball and all the other things that a dad would do we we were throwing baseballs together when we was four and five years old but uh, or when they were, but it, it was uh, being a parent, uh, a parent that who is successful with their kids, is not an easy thing during this day and time. Because you're fighting all these elements, and it's just um, it's hard to get into that brain when everything else seems to be in there. It sure is, Truman. Raising children is not easy. There's no, no. there's no real good book out there you can read or any good program you can go listen to but yeah. uh it's uh and 
and you're not sure what's going to happen to them along the way. Yeah. Know, what what filters that that they um, get involved with and positive and or negative. But uh, like this morning, I was uh, we have a um, school age child that came, was one of the first ones there this morning, mm-hmm. and um, she came in and she, and I sat her down and I put math problems on this a dryer erase board mm-hmm. and I put a couple hard ones on there just to see if she can do it. And she did it. She was, her name's little Ruby red and <laughs> Ruby red did it. And I think she may be hearing me and listening to us. To this oh, morning. So, well, good morning, Ruby red. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did all these math problems for, her and cause she's extremely smart and mm-hmm. bam, she knocked them all out. I gave her an a plus and just that made her day. Yeah. And so, and then Melissa was talking to him. She, today's di- this week is dinosaur week. You know, we're talking about carnivores and herbivores, and she she did this. Uh, they all know what a Tyrannosaurus Rex is, they right? They sure do. <laughs> Maybe not a Brontosaurus, but <laughs> they, definitely. And uh, so we were talking about meat eaters and plant eaters and all the little guys. We had a couple little guys there, so they were coloring their dinosaurs this morning, and mm-hmm. so. It's it's extremely fun. It, you know, it's it's trying a time. But you know, when I say the heavy work, I'm talking about like dealing with DHS and dealing yeah. with uh, dealing with all the codes and all the rules and all the regulations. Because if you're a, if you're a center or if you're a, a daycare provider that mm-hmm. is certified by the state, there are so many rules that you must follow. And thank God there there are these rules. Yeah. You know, there are providers out there that don't follow these rules and you don't know what you you don't know where you're put sending your child you don't know what you know what regulations are being or what standards that are being held they're being held to mm-hmm. and just so that uh, you know everybody everybody who uh, sends a child to a, a a school or a, a child care provider that is certified that makes a big difference and she and Melissa knows all the rules and regs from, uh, top to bottom so do you get to read stories to them? Yeah. Um, now, do they censor any of the stories that you read to them? No, there's no censorship, no. Because my favorite story and the one that my kids loved the most were the Uncle Remus tales. Okay. And I loved, I could actually do Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Bear, and Br'er Fox. I had, I had, my own version of how they would talk mm. back in course. It was mostly a kind of like a southern language, but it, it was, um, if you ever, I, I, you, did you ever watch the old Warner Brothers cartoon? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think that that must be a, it should be a must for every young kid growing up mm-hmm. because it, they were hilarious, but there was a message to every every one of them, mm-hmm. and I just absolutely loved it. And that's one thing that I love sharing with the kids. Uh-huh. Something that would that that, that they would uh, find amusing. Well, we have circle time every day, and we do. Uh, if Melissa's not reading to them. A lot of times, the kids would just go grab a book, and I'll be sitting there, and they'll come up there and jump in my lap, and I'll read. I'll read a book to them, and, mm-hmm. and of course, then that starts everybody else. Uh, here we go. We got a line of young. <laughs> everybody wants your attention. That's right. So we'll have a line of people that, and I'll usually read two or three books, and I'll say, "Well, let's do this tomorrow," because we've got such a structured day that uh, you know eventually we'll have to do something else. Wouldn't you love to have Bubba working <laughs> with you? <laughs> well, we all remember. 
poor Bubba, bless his heart, he thought that the school resource officer program was terrible. Everybody was going to be a kindergarten cop and mm. and pretty much. And then there's a little bulb went off in his head. And for whatever reason, he says, I've got to do that. I want to be a school resource officer. And he told me it was the best thing he ever did in his life. He yeah. said he just absolutely loved those kids. And he, when he would go into the school, they would all run to him and uh, uh, hug him. And, and, and just he was there, a lot, I guess, for a lot of the kids. He was the, the, the dad of the family. Yeah. And back then, that was rural Rockville. It yeah. Was, it's not the metropolitan it is today. But that was, you know, there was just the elementary school out there, and they didn't have the high school or middle school. And old Bubba, he he was, he was that community's cop. And, yeah. And you know, the big word, the big catchphrase is, you know, community-oriented policing. Well, yeah. he was the epitome of that. He was that he was that community's cop, and and they loved him. Bubba Howell, he'll always be in our thoughts. I know that. Mm -hmm. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Bill Kennedy. Main Street is proud to bring back the Saturday Farmer's Market starting May 22nd on the Murfreesboro Public Square. Bring your families downtown starting at 8 a.m. to noon every Saturday through October. Over 50 vendors with locally produced food and homegrown goods will be at the Saturday Market starting May 22nd. Bring your families, leave your pets at home, and come downtown for breakfast and locally grown produce. Hi, this is Lisa Halliburton with Bell Jewelers. We can't forget the special dads in our lives. June 20th is Father's Day. At Bell Jewelers, we have watches that can be engraved for dad, tie tacks, men's bracelets, really nice selection of men's jewelry, pocket knives, clocks. June 20th is Father's Day at Bell Jewelers, 821 Northwest Broad Street, across from Toots Restaurant. If you haven't been by Discount Mattress, stop on by. They're in their new home, 1647 Northwest Broad Street, next to Pinnacle Bank. You don't have to wait for big sales to save hundreds on a new mattress. Save now on top brands like Simmons, Serta, Englander, M. Lilly, and more. Their new warehouse, 1647 Northwest Broad Street, is absolutely stacked to the ceiling. So stop on in, same-day delivery or pickup at Discount Mattress, 1647 Northwest Broad, next to Pinnacle Bank. Are you looking for a different kind of bank? Open your eyes to a credit union. At Heritage South Community Credit Union, we help hardworking Americans achieve their financial goals faster. And because we're owned by our members, you get a piece of the pie. Visit our website, heritagesouth.org, to open your first account and see how we help when others won't. Insured by NCUA. Are you looking for some good used furniture? Well, today's your lucky day. Steered Straight 2 Furniture and Thrift is now open. We're on Mercury Boulevard across the street from Dirt Cheap. Our website is steeredstraightthriftstore.org. That's S-T-E-E-R-E-D straightthriftstore.org. We have lots of used furniture at great prices along with items for only a dollar. Come on by to our newest location where every purchase has a purpose and where every donation matters. We're on Mercury Boulevard across the street from Dirt Cheap. 
Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Williamson County Sheriff's Department is preparing for a new gun safety program called Project Child Safe. Officials said yesterday as part of the program, the department would provide free gun safety kits to promote locking weapons away from children who may think they're toys. Sheriff Dusty Rose says the county has not had a gun accident involving a child in four decades, and he wants to keep that streak going. Rhodes says when the kits arrive, they'll announce how people can come and get one for their home. Murfreesboro is getting a Costco. Mayor Shane McFarland says the warehouse store officially opens this Thursday morning at 7.30. The estimated sales tax on Costco is astronomical on how many people come. It's close to a million bucks a year is what their sales tax revenue comes in. And not only does that benefit the city, that benefits the county as well. And that's specifically earmarked that it has to be spent on education. You need to have a membership to make purchases, and Costco has representatives throughout the area selling different levels, with the lowest level being $60. Costco's just off Highway 99 and 1524 Beezy Road. Police in Columbia working to find somebody who spray-painted homophobic slurs on a woman's car Sunday night. The incident happened while the car was parked outside a home on Overlook Place. Police say the victim is a member of the LGBTQ community and part of a group looking to host the city's first Pride Festival. Those responsible for the vandalism could face enhanced charges. And the price of home insurance is skyrocketing. The Greater Nashville Realtors Group says supply chain issues and increasing demand for homes are driving up the price of building materials. The group says insurance costs are up 25% as insurance companies scramble to adjust their prices to match the cost of building a home. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Skies become mostly sunny this afternoon, high in the mid-80s. North winds of 5 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 20. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 60. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 70. Classic kid movies are back this summer at Premier 6 on Broad in Jackson Heights. $5 tickets include admission, drink, popcorn, and candy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for classic kid movies all summer. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Bill Kennedy, and I think we have a caller on the show. So, caller, welcome aboard with Bill. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Casey. Yeah. Are you all talking about Bubba Howell? One yes. I know lived in Spring Valley. Is, uh, that, is that one? We talking about no. Spring Bubba? No, Bubba didn't live in Spring Hill, uh, Spring I mean, Valley. 
Yeah, he was, was from Smyrna. Oh, okay, because I knew a best friend of mine. We was, uh, like I said, he lived in Spring Valley for years. We were real close. Even yeah. from, we used to call it Westview. But we, we were old friends. I thought you were talking about him. He was a good guy, too, man. I miss him, too. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I, know, I knew because he always talked about you all the time. Yeah, he was a good guy, too, man. We, we done lost a lot of good people, man. Yes, we have. Yeah, man, my mother, them all, my sister, them, I always talk about him. We used to, when I would go out of town and play, <laughs> he would watch my front door and take care of my mother, man. He was a good gentleman. He really There's was. There's nothing like friends, is there, Kate? You can't beat them because they'll be there for you. Yeah. That is so true, man. I just, listen, I thought maybe that was one, but I tell you what, old Bubba's missed. Yeah, he, both he of them now. are missed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm listening, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yes, I appreciate sir. it, Casey. Yes, sir. Casey's a good guy. I just really think a lot of him. Yeah. Uh, and he has a good uh, uh, way of looking at things where a, a lot of people may not have the the, the same uh, feeling that he does, but he, he, he always hits a chord with me. He's special. Now, uh, one thing that I, we were taught in high school when we played sports, especially football, that that has a big impact on what you do in life because you have to overcome a lot of things, especially playing football. And uh, I don't know why they reached out all the way to Pittsburgh, <laughs> but M MT MTSU uh, recruited you yeah. to come down and play football. And... Um, had some really good teams. Now, Boots was there during that time. That's right. And Boots was a control-type person. He was. He wanted to make sure that uh, he, he was like a father uh, figure to you guys, and you did not want to disappoint him. I remember that very, very well. And uh, he, uh, I had a number of conversations with him because he wanted to make sure that his players – uh, would uh, pretty much obey all rules that he had set down. And one of them, of course, was they were not to get in trouble. Yeah. And they better not uh, get arrested or something like that. And that's pretty much across the board. But um, uh, I can remember having some of his players that would be in jail, mm -hmm. and they would be begging the people who were taking care of them Please don't call Boots. Yeah. Well, of course, we already had it set up. If one of his players got in trouble, I was going to call him. Yeah. And that made the biggest difference in those kids. It, it's amazing. And and to that, Truman, it's funny because uh, Boots was a man of his word because yeah. we had an All-American offensive guard, and this this guy was huge, man. He was squatting 650 pounds, Brent pressing 500 pounds he was an all-american mm -hmm. and he stole some peanut m&ms <laughs> from a convenience store yeah the very next day he was on his plane back home yeah boots said you don't you don't lie to me you don't steal from me and bam he was gone and that and he was <laughs> i mean it was a tough uh, he was he was a tough character he didn't give anybody a second chance bam you're gone so, that was a strict place over there. Strict, yeah. I, he, he invited me to come over and uh, 
your strength coach mm-hmm. was uh, one of those people that he kept you guys fired up all the time. Yeah. And uh, I, I remember going over there, and he 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 uh, let me work out with him. And I'd, I'd work out in the weight room and then run with them as we'd run steps all over the university and stuff like that. And, uh, and I rem- that, that, gave, uh, that made me better. It I, really did. I remember seeing you do that. I, I was a young player when you were over there doing that. And I can re- even remember when you came and spoke to us one time. Uh, Doc Kreese would have people from the community come in yeah. and speak to us, you know, making us, you know, more more knowledgeable not only about our community but you know people who have been successful trying to make us successful mm-hmm. and i can remember seeing you out there on these hot days we had to be out there and i was like man who's that crazy guy running all those steps and they said that's the sheriff <laughs> sure enough i remember and, and he is an idiot right it's <laughs> <laughs> like man it is hot out here and why is he running steps well that that was you <laughs> but 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 the relationship with the community and MTSU is extremely important. It is. And, and, and it's something that we all have to work on from time to time because we don't want to be a naysayer or anything like that. Uh, MTSU can be a very strong partner with, with the community here to make all of us better. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I remember when you were playing, you were a great uh, football player. Uh, I still believe you could have been playing in in the pros. And just like uh, you were telling me earlier, I didn't – I remember how you could affect other players on the team. But you had, uh, what, two or three All-American linebackers, and you played in the line – uh, as a, uh, in, in some respects, you played on the center, nose, nose, uh, tackle. I think that's what they were called back then. And, and then, uh, you had the, the guards or, or whatever that you would, uh, um, actually what you did was you took a lot of the heat away from the <laughs> linebackers yeah. and, and they were able to do all the great things that they were be more uh, free to to react better better back there. Yeah, Coach Bunio, the defensive coordinator, um, he ran a wide tackle six, which means it was six defensive linemen. Yeah, you know, it was two no two defensive guards, two defensive tackles, and two defensive ends on the front line. Yeah, and of course we'd peel off, you know, depending on the defense. But our job was to tie up two or three linemen mm-hmm. to stay off the linebackers. Yeah. And every year, our linebackers would lead the nation in tackles. You know, <laughs> Anthony Coleman and uh, Don Thomas were two All-American linebackers because they would each make 160, 170 tackles a year because our job was to keep the line, the offensive lineman off of them. And so, yeah, that was Did our job. Did you ever get aggravated at that? Yes, all the time because, you know, especially being a young guy, you didn't really understand, well, you know, it's all about the team. Well, you know, especially today, it's all about the stats and and making sacks, and you know, so we didn't we didn't get that much opportunity to to you know stunt or break up field and 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 make as many 
sacks as our linebackers did yeah. because they would they would have their stunts and they would do their things and, and of course coach Bunio was the linebacker coach at the time as well so they got all the glory much like much like quarterbacks do <laughs> hmm well there's there's something about that that I'm not too sure we still have that same camaraderie now that we did back then where you guys did all the things that you were coached to do. And in today's world, it seemed like every time a player sacks, a linebacker will sack somebody, he'll sit out there and dance for five minutes because he was able to do that when – Maybe the limelight should not be on the one that actually does the sacks, but the one who allows him to be able to do that. Well, you know, and of course, that's why the way you opened this entire segment was about being a team player and team yeah. sport, and and the things you learn about life. And you know, just like at the, as the school resource officer division, we it's all about the team. You, gotta, yeah. you put to put the the organization and the team ahead of your own personal success and. Yeah, and that's and that's you know for any lineman out there, and you, they know exactly what I'm talking about. There's no glamour, or gl- uh, glory for, for being an offensive or defensive lineman. It's all the linebackers and defensive backs and running backs. They get all the glory. So, is that a good thing? If you were a coach right now, uh, a college coach football, would you allow all of that? extra activity that goes on after a play or when a person calls attention to themselves rather than calling it for the team well see the problem you run into is society today is a lot different than when i and you grew up and that these young people the um, media well the media as well but yeah but these young people these so-called millennials these these young people who want um if you want to get the best players out there you gotta have to let a little bit of that happen mm-hmm. um because if, if if everything you do is um uh vanilla and they, they don't have an opportunity to i guess express themselves and probably not going to get some of your better players out there your five-star players so but why does me all right i don't like alabama of course you know that <laughs> uh, the, the tennessee alabama Games are not what I I was used to after all of these years. But it seems like that his strictness with his players to make them team players rather than just focus on their individuality, uh, they seem to be more successful, though, as a team. Oh, I agree. Oh, yeah, Nick Staven's amazing. And if you watch what he does, he'll have five-star recruits that won't get to play until like junior year yeah. because there's so many much more talented people ahead of them. But they stay there because they know, hey, my turn's coming. And, of course, that payday trying to get to the NFL is is, uh, is the reward at the end of that rainbow. And yeah. so, yeah, he, he, he runs a tight ship. There's no doubt about that. You remember when John Majors went to Pittsburgh? I do. I, yeah, I sure do. And Tony Dorsett and yeah. the 99-yard run. Oh, I remember all that. I was, you know, uh, of course, being from Pittsburgh, I rem- that, that was the best. It was like, what was it, 1976, I believe, that was when they won the national championship. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yep, I, I remember every bit of that. He was, 
What did you guys think of Johnny Majors? Because he was a different coach. Yeah, I was young. I really didn't understand the difference between north, south, east, west. I didn't understand all that at the time. But he was a great coach, an amazing coach. And he uh, he put a team together up here in Pittsburgh and did amazing things. What was your attitude to the people here when you came down from <laughs> Pittsburgh? Of course, uh, being at the sheriff's office kind of uh, – uh, le- lessen the strain a little bit, you might say. Well, it's funny. I, I was telling my wife last night that, um, that a story about the only uh, being from Pennsylvania. You don't you don't understand the different cultures. And of course, yeah. until until I came to Tennessee, I never had been outside the state of Pennsylvania. Oh wow! Yeah, I was poor. I couldn't. We didn't travel or anything like that. And so, <laughs> the only idea I had of Tennessee, and this is the the only reference I have, was hee haw. And, and <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I, I, it's there it was the only reference I had. So when I came down on my recruiting trip and I was like, man, this is a nice place. This is really good. And then the coach, he had to pull into Kroger's to get something. And sure enough, I look over and there is this 400 pound guy with no shirt on, with overalls on and a straw hat walking into Kroger's. And I said, hee haw. <laughs> But no, you were uh, a real pain. You realize that. <laughs> but but uh, I would not. I it was coming to Tennessee and coming to Murfreesboro was the best decision I made in my life. At the time in Pittsburgh, there was just no jobs up there at the you know in the early uh, late eighties. Yeah. Uh, and uh, no professional uh, teams. Well, we can talk about professional teams all you want. <laughs> got six, we got Sixburg up there. We got we can talk. That's a whole other story. But do, we, do the Steelers have a quarterback now? They sure do. Is he, is he coming back? He'll be here at least one more year. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's amazing. He I, I don't know how he's still alive with all he's been through. You know, and he went 11 and 0 with a with, with coming off of a surgery, mm-hmm. and of course there at the end he didn't have any running game, and everybody wants to get rid of him. And I'm thinking, man, he, he, this guy's still in in really good shape, and he took a big pay cut just to come back for at least one more year. I think the Steelers mm-hmm. are going to have a good year this year. Uh, you know, they got a really hard division this year, so we'll see. Steelers have always been a great. Mm-hmm. defensive team oh yeah always mm-hmm. uh but uh i thought that oh oh the quarterback that won so many championships for him oh terry bradshaw, terry bradshaw. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're talking hee-haw <laughs> yeah yes straight out of louisiana yeah out of yeah. louisiana but uh you, you remember when uh tennessee was looking for uh a coach <laughs> like they have been, seem like they've been for the last 15 years. Uh, he he actually said he he would like to coach at UT. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know what his uh, relationship was at, at that time, but uh, I sat behind him at uh, uh, one of these uh, learning sessions that we had to go to uh, many years ago. He's a big boy. Mm-hmm. But I think that head's been hit a bunch of times yeah. over, over the, all the years. Bless his heart. Yeah, he's he's something else. I love watching him uh, in the morning time before before all the NFL games come yeah. on. I wish your dad had, had moved down here. Oh, I, I really would. I have loved that. He would have, he would have really enjoyed Tennessee. Yeah, you know I, I, there are so many people that have come from other states that I've run into. Since I retired uh, in in the last 10, uh, 11 years. And uh, 
I really enjoy the relationships with them mm-hmm. because th- they have seen things uh, a whole lot different than I have mm-hmm. uh, in my lifetime. And uh, to see them come down there and enjoy the friendships that they have made here is, is really special for me. And I think it is for most people who are old-time Rutherford County people because uh, we cherish those friendships. And, and I, I don't – some of them, they come from places that they don't seem to have the same um, – warmth for other people oh yeah as we did it's a huge difference between the north and the south in terms of of uh, a relationship and a relationship building See, yeah in the south they right from the beginning they're they're cordial and friendly and uh you know until you just do something wrong to them you're they're they're your friends and but the north it's Wait and see. <laughs> let's see. Let's Why do you think that is? I, you know, I, I could. I don't know. I really can't figure that out because it, up north, it's uh, as soon as I figure out whether you're my friend or not, we can be friends. Mm. We're in the south. It's I'm your friend until you figure, until you do something not to be my friend anymore. So it's it's kind of interesting the the dynamics. Would it be part of the work system that's up there or? It, it, I, I never have understood that, except except for uh, there were a few organizations up in the north that were not down here mm-hmm. that had a, a a certain amount of intimidation factors to them. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't I can't figure it out. But that, but that's a, a true statement. Is is it, it's down here. And you talk, you ask anybody that goes to any restaurant or you know from any other state, they'll say, man, Tennessee. The nicest people there are, you know. But you go, you go up Pennsylvania or up north. It's, well, they're not real friendly at first until they get to know you. <laughs> that's a. I, I I think I can agree with that. That's yeah. that's an interesting way to uh, evaluate that. But but you were one of those guys when you came down here. You were easy to get along with, and of course, uh, being part of the the sports, uh, football, and things like that. But I, the first time I met you, uh, when you came here, I wanted you to be uh, <laughs> on the road, mm-hmm. not in the jail, because of all the. It's, it's not that the jail people are not needed, and they're very, they're very bright and very responsible here. And really, they could work at any job, just like Bernard Slandy. Mm-hmm. Bernard Slandy was from New York. And also from the Caribbean islands, and I tried to get him to uh, go on the road, and he said, "No, I want to be in the jail." Mm-hmm. And he turned out to be one of the best officers we have ever had, mm-hmm. and he was just absolutely uh, went over here at 940 New Salem Highway. He ruled that place, but he didn't rule it with an iron thumb. And I think that's what made him so popular in there. Everybody had to obey the rules, but it, it wasn't a fear factor with him. That's right. It, it, you know, Bernard had a lot of respect because um, he gave a lot of respect. Yeah. And, you know, doing to others as you have them doing to you, that he epitomizes that because he, he sure did. He treated everybody as equals. He treated everybody, yeah. you know, as they, did to be, as they deserved to be treated. You're right. And uh, a lot of the people who were incarcerated at the jail did not have high school diplomas. 
and uh, he made it possible for every one of them to be able to graduate at at the jail with a high school diploma mm -hmm. and uh, he made such a difference in in everybody's lives while he was here and uh, you know you and I we've been blessed to be around a lot of just oh, yes. extremely interesting people who are caring people oh, which yeah. which made a big difference and I, and I tell you Truman uh, it goes back to you know I've, I've been around a lot of different bosses and a lot of different employees and a lot of different employers but you know it, it was the focus of the, it was like being in the family at the sheriff's yeah. office, you know, and and it started at the top. You know, you treated us all like, hey, we're like we were family. And I was telling somebody the other day the difference between you know going from one place to another was, I could go into Truman's office, sit down and talk to him at any time during the day, and I might not have liked what he had to tell me, mm -hmm. but he, but I was when I left there I felt better, and so that was the that's the difference is. You know, it really did start at the top. And, you know, it spreads out because we went to um, uh, Greg and Mentriette's house last night, Tucker, and uh, had the best time. And uh, Regina and Rosebud mm. and Lisa and, and Brandy all went. And they were the ladies that, that worked with us and and. Uh, just pretty much ran the show, you might say. That's true. I mean, they uh, and and there and two of them are, are, is it two? Yeah, two of them are still there, and uh, just all of us being together, uh, and and we're we are family, just like you were mentioning, and I uh, I just thoroughly. Uh, I really think they're like sisters to me. Mm -hmm. It's amazing yeah. that, that that how they've been able to do it. And Greg and Mentriette, not being from, uh, uh, well, Greg's family has been from here, but uh, Mentriette, uh, they came down here from Washington to D.C., and they have just fell right into the community. They're yeah. just, they're, they're such a uh, important part of what goes into Rutherford County. And, and getting all those together, uh, I actually slept last night. I usually can't sleep a wink, but I slept last night after that big dinner and and all the the, the relationships that we had. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. And you're right, you're in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. It's a is an amazing place to live and raise your children. I, yeah, I love I love Rutherford County. And sometimes you hear it on the radio because uh, we were in here a couple of weeks ago, and. Uh, a gentleman called from Winnipeg, <laughs> and he says he listens to the show every day and just absolutely loves it. And uh, you know that makes you feel good. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, even just through the airway, you can yeah. have an influence on oh, on people yeah. if if they feel like that that you're sincere. And and uh, gentleman called me from uh, uh, Smyrna, who had been in the medical industry, and uh, bless his heart, he's going to be on the show pretty soon. And uh, he was, uh, he said, I was listening, and I heard your voice on the radio. And he, he said, he sounds so familiar with me. And he thought that I had the same type voice as Dr. Radford Smith. Now, that was an honor. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think it would be more like Goober on uh, the Andy Griffith <laughs> Andy show. Griffith but show. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, uh, gosh, you, you know, it, it, it's nice to have friends like that way it really is it's, it's really special and i've been blessed i mean i don't know how long i've been on the show but it's 
over 10 years, whatever that is. But uh, there will never be another place like the Sheriff's Department no, that we had back then. It was... Um, it made a difference in almost all of our lives. Oh, I agree 100%. The, the relationships and friendships and the people that I was able to come across just were, were absolutely amazing. Wouldn't trade it for nothing. Now, the, uh, when you had the wrestling teams, I would go over there and watch them. And the impact that you had on all of those kids... I, I don't think you'll ever see anything like that again. Well, you know, I, I, it was, you know, it all came together. It was just a godsend. And yeah. I, and I, and I got to recognize somebody as you say that is Mr. Ben Cates. Who, oh, my goodness. Who just passed. Yeah. And if it hadn't been for Mr. Cates, um, a lot of that wouldn't have happened because yeah. he, he was the one over the recreational department who helped us so much. And he would come and visit and um, I would stop, just like what old Doc did to me, I would stop practice and I'd have all the kids go shake his hand and thank him for coming and, and uh, um, allowing us to um, get so much help from the recreational department. Yeah. But, you know, we just, we just lost Ben and, uh, and how much I appreciate everything he did for us. Hey, ben would go over to uh, Parsley's uh, grill uh, and eatery over there. You also can get your gas there on off of John Bragg Highway. And uh, while we were there this last Saturday, all I could think about was I would always see Ben in there because that's one of those places where they go and fellowship mm -hmm. and just enjoy each other's. Mm -hmm. it, it, uh, a lot of that history was in Rutherford County, but a lot of history was in Cannon County too in, in that particular place. And um, we, we don't want to ever forget those people that made such a major impact. And I, I, I don't know how we can do uh, the right service to them. Well, you know, if there's one person who really probably deserves a statue as far as kids recreation in Rutherford County, that's Ben, that's ben Cates. Oh, I agree. He has done so much. And, and he never, you wouldn't know it because he never, he was never out there on front, and, you know, taking, the, you know, taking the accolades, but yeah. he was always the one who uh, just so much, so keeping kids busy, yeah. especially during the summer. Yeah. Uh, he ran all those those uh, county school recreation departments, and what an amazing guy. And the kids all loved him. Yes. And if you talk to any of his girls that ever played basketball for him, yeah. oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, I know Connie and, and Sherry was in here uh uh, right after he passed, and um, they would laugh about some of the things that that they did with him back in those old days, and then they would cry. And uh, when when you have that type of an emotional response, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Now, what are we going to do for lunch today? Well, probably Miller's. Miller's would be a good place to go. <laughs> yeah. I bet we can meet some of our old buddies out there today. Well, that'd be fun. I think I think we will have a good time out there. All right, guys. We'll go eat this afternoon, and then we'll see you in the morning about 9 o'clock. You take care. 
NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.